This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the automotive industry. LMC Automotive says China's car market looked like it was starting to recover just as the coronavirus hit the country. Retail sales fell 4.8% in December, but that was better than the double-digit drops in the preceding months. Wholesale deliveries to dealers were down only 0.1%, and production was actually up 6%. But strict travel restrictions due to the virus is likely to cause a big fall-off in sales. However, LMC says once the virus is under control, sales should rebound sharply. It also says that consumers could decide to avoid public transportation because of possible infections. And so there could be a spike in first-time buyer demand. That coronavirus outbreak forced Hyundai to suspend production of the Palisade SUV in South Korea over the weekend. Factory shutdowns in China caused a shortage of supplies for the Palisade, including the SUV's entire electrical wiring system. That plant in Korea is the only place that Hyundai makes the Palisade, so the shutdown is really going to hurt. Speaking of Hyundai, though, it's upping the ante on its warranty and service. You probably already know about its 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Now, any U.S. customer who buys or leases a 2020 model year Hyundai will also get complimentary oil changes and tire rotations for three years or 36,000 miles, whichever comes first. Jeep's Super Bowl ad for the Gladiator, featuring a recreation of the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, was the top automotive ad that aired during the game last night. That's according to System One Group, which analyzed viewers' emotional response to ads in real time. Not only was the Gladiator the top-ranked auto ad, it beat out Hyundai and Porsche, and it ranked number two out of all the ads during the game. System One Group's chief marketing officer says, and I quote, it wasn't a vintage year for car ads. And he says the Jeep ad was the strongest amongst all the auto ads because it worked by taking the focus off of the car and onto the things that it lets you do. It was a fun ad, uh, but what do you think? Was it the best of the car commercials? And by the way, there were three ads for electric cars that ran during the Super Bowl, the most EV ads that ever ran during the game. The New York Times points out that automakers and dealers spent $8.6 billion on advertising in the U.S. last year, but only 0.3% of that went to advertising for electric cars. It cites a survey in California where only one out of three people could correctly name an electric car, and most of them identified Tesla, which doesn't even do any advertising. The Times admits that a lack of advertising is not the only reason why not many people buy EVs, and it even questions if there will be enough buyers in a couple of years when there will be more than 100 BEV models in showrooms. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. Well, that didn't last very long. Mercedes is stopping production of the X-Class pickup in May. It was Mercedes-Benz's first pickup, and it was just a rebadged Nissan Navara with several upgrades. The X-Class went on sale as a 2018 model, but buyers weren't very interested. 
Mercedes only sold 15,300 X-Classes all around the world in 2019, so it's putting the X-Class to sleep. Mini normally comes out with a new generation platform every six years, but now it's adopting a longer life cycle for its current hardtop model, which hit the market in 2014. Reuters reports it has to do with cost reasons and because of Brexit. BMW, which owns Mini, will not make an investment large enough to upgrade its plant in England that builds the car until it knows more about export tariffs related to Brexit. If they're higher than 5%, BMW will probably shift production to the Netherlands. There's a lot of talk about a manufacturing shortage of batteries for electric cars, so Toyota just formed a new joint venture with Panasonic. They call it Prime Planet Energy and Solutions. It will have locations in Japan and China to mainly make prismatic lithium-ion batteries, but they're also going to develop solid-state batteries and batteries based on what they call new principles, though they didn't explain what that involves. They'll start making the prismatic batteries in April. In other battery news, China's largest battery maker, Cattle, signed an agreement to su supply batteries to Tesla. The EV maker said it's on a smaller scale than the amount of batteries it gets from Panasonic, and Tesla also has a small-scale battery supply chain with LG Chem. As we keep pointing out, so-called sudden unintended acceleration is normally caused when a driver mistakenly steps on the gas pedal instead of the brake. Even so, Toyota faced numerous lawsuits over unintended acceleration, so it developed a system to recognize when there's a misapplication of the accelerator. And now it's upgrading that system, so it no longer has to detect an obstacle like another car or a wall. The system looks at vehicle speed, how hard the pedal is pressed, and how far it's pressed down. And if it thinks it was mashed down by mistake, it will limit acceleration. Toyota thinks this will be helpful in areas like parking lots, and the future will start rolling out this summer on certain vehicles, first in Japan. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. And by Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. When it comes to new technology, sometimes the biggest hurdle for adoption is consumer acceptance, not any technical drawbacks. On last week's AutoLine After Hours, we were joined by Aaron Jefferson, the Vice President of Electronics and ADAS at ZF, and he discussed if it will be technical issues or consumer acceptance that will hold back Level 2 driver assistance systems becoming more commonplace. I think we're at a point now where the technology is mature enough um, in terms of the radar sensing, the camera sensing, LiDAR not yet, but you Cadillac does not have LiDAR, uh, a Tesla barely has radar. Um, it, you can do a lot with camera and radar today and you can make it safe and if you can put enough computing there, computing is kind of the limiting factor now, but silicon is getting more and more powerful, cost is coming down rapidly, um, so technically I don't think that'll be an inhibitor. I think it is building the confidence of the consumers that, I mean there are people with ACC today that don't use it because they're just not comfortable. There are people with um, Lane keeping was a bit um, was a bit of a false introduction into the market because it was there were beeps and you could turn it off so everybody just turned it off 
as opposed to trying to figure out, you know, how is it going to help me maybe save my life. Um, but I think, I think there's a mix. I think from a marketing perspective, you see, you see advertisements all the time now. I mean, it's like a, it's like a, I won't call it a level four race, but it's essentially a lot of competition, especially in the U.S., to say, you know, these are the features I provide. Um, Toyota is a great example that they barely had blind spot, and now they have, they have AEB and they have front sensing on every vehicle they sell from the Yaris up to the full Lexus line. So the technology is here. Um, and then I think the, the consumer acceptance is gradual. Can you get them used to an ACC? Can you get them used to a lane centering? Um, can, you, can you lessen the amount of incidents in the, in the field that shouldn't happen? And of course, you can watch that entire show on our website, autoline.tv, or just look for it on our YouTube channel. But that's it for today's report. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.